Yeah, I've got some thoughts to share. You know, I feel a little bit of pressure this morning to, you know, you, you do these Vision Sundays, and there's this great expectation of, like, you've got to deliver this amazing message. And do you know what? I've come to the conclusion that nothing really changes in terms of what Jesus wants to say. Would you agree? He's the same Jesus. He's on with the same mission. He wants to do the same things that he's always done. Would you agree? That he's always been about. He hasn't changed. He's still the same yesterday. And he'll be the same forever. And he's still on with the same teachings. He's still on with the same things. So really, it's about gathering around Jesus, would you say? And I think that's really, if I was to sum up this year, that would be my main point from this morning. I'm going to say some other things. But really, is to gather around Jesus. Um, it's been a hard two years, has it not, for many people. Um, I don't know about you, but I've found, I've found myself being weary at times. And the Bible teaches about being, you know, don't stop doing good when you're growing weary. Life is weary at times, you know. People have lost people the last few years in unbelievable circumstances. You know, the church has been through a whole morphing, people coming, people going. Um, people's faith challenged because of what's going on. It's been a really difficult two years, would you not say? Was it just me? Anybody had some of these moments wondering what's happening? Anybody still in some of these moments? Yeah? And um, there's lots of doubts, there's lots of questions, there's lots of wondering why. And um, I just feel like this year is a year that we need to gather around Jesus. And we need to recuperate. We need, we need some healing. We need some refocusing. We need some repurposing. We need to get back to actually one of the basics. What does Jesus want us to do? Just sharing my heart. Mark 6, Jesus sends out his disciples or the apostles. That basically means those sent. Jesus sends his disciples out and it says this. The apostles then, returning from the ministry, it says this. The apostles, those sent by Jesus, gathered around Jesus. What a great thing to do, is it not? The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. So they'd been away. Jesus had taught them things, you know, how to pray for people, the healing, the ministry, how to feed people. So all of this ministry that Jesus had talked to them about, he demonstrated to them, and then he said, you go and do. He'd sent them. They'd done these things, and they came back with words of encouragement, at times discouragement, because people wouldn't listen to them. They'd shared the news of Jesus, and people rejected them. So it wasn't always easy, but they came back and gathered around Jesus then because so many were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat he said to them who's been busy in lockdown who's had kids at home trying to teach and do everything else it's like I, I can't even eat I, I, I can't I, I've got my hands full I can't even and then what does he say he doesn't condemn them doesn't say get your act together you need to get a grip and grow up he says this Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So not carry on being busy, not get even more busy. When you gather around Jesus, Jesus is going to do one thing for us. He's going to teach us how to get rest. And I think as church, we're not always good at this because we like to keep busy. And there's a time for busyness, and we'll look at that in a minute. But there's a time to truly gather around Jesus, is there not? So that he can teach us the rhythms of life. 
He can teach us how to live. He can teach us how to get through our valley. He can, because he's got through them all. He can teach us how to overcome when we have so many doubts. He can teach us how to rise above when we feel completely weak and just want to give up. If you gather around Jesus, he's going to teach us. He's going to help us to learn what it is to recover and find rest, is he not? You see, if you look at the word rally, this is a word I'm going to give you for this year, the word rally. I really believe as church we need to rally. We need to rally around Jesus, we need to rally together, and we need to rally for something else, which is his mission. If you look at the word rally, one of the definitions says this, recover in health, spirits or poise, in order to, so don't just come gather to recover, come gather in order to continue fighting after defeat or dispersion. I think the church has had some kickings, hasn't it? We've all, had, we've, all, we've all had experiences that are negative in our lives. I'm going to preach next week on Jonah who has some negative experiences and he nearly misses out on what God wants him to do because of what's happened to him in life. And we've all had things happen to us. But if we come to Jesus, he helps us to recover in health or spirit so that we can go again and get on with what he wants us to do. Does this make sense? So the apostles gathered around Jesus. If it was good enough for them, it was good enough for me. Let us be a people that gather around Jesus and his teachings. Let us be a people that gather as the church and listen to the word of God and get sent out on the mission. And there's another scripture, and the second I'm going to share, which is from Matthew 7. But before I do this, there's just a couple of key words I want to give you for this year that go along with this rallying. The first one is rehabilitation. You know, if you've, if you've been here for a few weeks, you, you'll have heard at the beginning, end of last year, we said, you know, there's a book that you can read, Caroline Leaf's book, about renewing the mind. And it's a daily reading thing that you can do. We all need to relearn some things. We actually need to unlearn some things that we've learned from life that aren't good for us, some habits. And if we daily go to the Bible or Jesus, if you read that book, it will help you mentally to rewire some things in your life so that you can have healthy habits rather than negative or disruptive habits. It's rehabilitation. Maybe this last two years has just really knocked you. You feel like no one cares or no one's bothered or... You know, I listened to something recently, a podcast about community and the power of community. And how very often, when things happen negatively in life, what happens is we remove ourselves from community because we think it's good for us. And then what happens is, mentally, we start to rewire our minds in a different way that's actually healthy for us. And we find ourselves in isolation, like many of us have been. And then we struggle to go back into community because we've been isolating. Our minds have been rewired to be in isolation because we thought it was best for us. We've got to rewire our minds to get back into community and people. Because it's the best thing for us. It rewires your mind differently and it's healthy and it feels better when you're around people. And by the way, that isn't for introverts and extroverts. That is scientifically proven for both introverts and extroverts. So that's, you can research that yourself. So rehabilitation, second word is health. We want to be a healthy church, we need healthy people. Let's gather around Jesus. Recovery. We need to recover some things. You know, the Bible teaches about being covered in God's grace and covered 
in God's um, authority. I believe when we do that, we put ourselves under Jesus, he can help us recover in our spirit. Fourth word here, breaking chains. Sometimes there's things that hold us back in life. Jonah, he was held back by something that had happened in his life. It needed to be broken. God put him in a giant fish. I don't want to go there. But we want change. We don't want people to be limited. This is what the gospel does. The preaching of Jesus, when we come to Jesus, it breaks chains in our lives so that we don't have to live limited. We don't have to focus on our past. We can actually live what God wants to do in our future. And the last word is awake. Come on, we want a church that's alive. I want to see a church that's so on fire for Jesus that, that people are coming here because they know there's a fire. Because the gathering around Jesus and the fire of Jesus is causing a fire in them and the fire in the people is drawing people. There's an awakening in your spirit. And listen, you can't wait for someone else to do that. You can't say, Pastor, preach a good message. So, no, 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 preach to yourself. I'm preaching to myself this morning. I've got to get on fire. I felt like I've been doused with an extinguisher at times. No one's going to ignite the fire for me. I've got to go to Jesus and get on my knees. 21 days prayer and fasting. Jesus goes and you fire in me. I've gone out. No one's going to do it for you. You know, you can be fed milk all your life and be fed and fed. Jesus says, come to me and I'll teach you how to eat meat. That'll put proper substance in your life. Sorry, I'm preaching. So Matthew 7 says this, 7 to 12 says this. Ask, so Jesus here is teaching about prayer. This is about relationship to Jesus and coming to Jesus, coming to God. He says, ask and it will be given to you. What do you want this year? What do you want? What are you asking Jesus for this year? Come on. What do you want this year? It says ask and it will be given to you. If you don't ask, it won't be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, Oh, it's all right for the pastor or that person who's really spiritual. They, they can ask and they, God hears them and they answer. No, everyone. Everyone's a minister, the Bible says. We're all ministers in Christ now. If you're, you're in Jesus Christ, you now become a minister. You have access to God and you become like a priest who can go to that place, get what you want from God and go out into the world empowered. It's not me. I have a special gift or whatever to do something to help us. But you have that ability now to go to God yourself. That's the good news. Full access. Anyone who asks, receives. Seek, you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So what I'm going to do now is just preach some things about seeking. Right? Now, the message, what I'm saying this morning is this. This is the tag phrase. The word is rally, but the tag phrase is this. It's about coming together and sending out. That's what we're about this year. We need to come together, but not get too focused on just being here, right? And singing songs, which is great. But we need to be empowered to go out on mission. So I just want to talk a little bit about seeking God. Okay, is that all right? About seeking God. You know, seeking God, 
I've discovered myself as I've been on this journey now as a Christian for 20 years this year. It's not a long time. Many people have been more than that. But what I've found is this if I don't seek God, I don't find Him. It's that simple. Now, I've had times in my life where God has done things in my life when I'm not seeking Him because He can do that, because He loves me. People have spoken into my life or done things that have encouraged me when I wasn't even looking for it because God is always pursuing me. Okay? So it doesn't determine, my seeking does not determine who God is and what He does. But what it does is this. It's my choice if I want to know more about God. No one will do that for me. It's the condition of my heart that has a desire to know his love and his passion for me. And no one else can do that, only me. It's free will, it's choice. But seeking takes persistence. You can't do this half-hearted. I'll try it. Nothing happened. I went church. I went four weeks. Four weeks I went. I had to get up early out of bed and I went to church. I didn't hear from God. It's not going to work. It's going to take more than four weeks. It's going to take all of your life and it's going to take everything you have. Sorry, that's a starting point. Okay? Does this make sense? So to seek God with persistence, three things I'm going to give you quick for this year that you need. Number one is you need faith. You've got to believe that if you're seeking God, he's going to reward you. You've got to believe as you look for opportunities in life that you're going to find those opportunities. If you don't believe that, you used to say it's going to happen. But if you believe it, I believe you'll see it. You know, I felt God nudge me six months ago with this question or this statement. Paul, that that you seek, you'll find. I thought, wow, what a statement. It's, it's in Matthew 7. Seek and you will find. But it takes faith. Now, how do we encourage or, or kindle that faith? Well, faith comes by hearing. So I need to hear some things that will stir my faith. I need to hear what Jesus says. And as I read about Jesus, it's going to stir my faith. If Jesus says he loves me, wow, that stirs my faith. Yeah, but I wasn't loved or I don't feel loved. That's not the point. Jesus says he loves you. So your spirit needs to be fed through Jesus' words. Through the teachings of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, as you seek him and pray and talk to him, will kindle that truth in your life. God will do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not the catalyst. I'm not the one who's going to make this happen for you. I'll spur you on, I'll encourage you, I'll point you to Jesus. Jesus is this way. And as you walk towards Jesus, he will reward you. You will discover him. But it takes faith. You know, um, sorry, I'm going to lose probably three quarters of this congregation on this next point, illustration about faith. So I do apologize, just bear with me, Google it after. When I was a kid, we used to watch children's TV, I used to come home from school, children's TV channel uh, programs were only on at four o'clock till five o'clock. See, I've lost most of you. There was no internet, there was no internet, you you used to leg it home with your school bag, four o'clock, if you were too late, it got to five, the news was on. John Craven's news rounds. Boring as. 
So I'm going to leg it, get home. It's like your generation not having the internet. Imagine that. Okay? And I'm bombing home, and I get home four o'clock. And there were some programs on there. And one of my favorite programs was the Masters of the Universe, He-Man. Come on! Any Masters of the Universe, right? It was about good conquering evil. It was this character, it was a cartoon, and he's just like, he was a pretty good looking guy, but he was an ordinary guy. And what he had is a few dorky friends, but there was these evil characters, and he couldn't overcome the evil characters, and he didn't, he wanted to, but he didn't quite have the strength to do it. And But what he would do, right, he would pull out this sword, he'd pull out a sword, Right, And he'd lift it up and he knew if he called on something higher than himself, he would be empowered to do it. And he lifted it up and he went, by the power of Grayskull. Now, let's not get into this Grayskull thing right? this morning. We don't preach that, but it's a cartoon. And he would lift it up and he would go, by the power of Grayskull. He believed when he lifted it up that something would happen. And lightning happened, and he began to change and transform, and all of a sudden he had power and belief that he could do it. And his little cat turned into a ferocious tiger. And he would be ready to take on the evil Skeletor. Boom, boom, boom. And every episode, guess what happened? He won. Now, if I've lost you, I can see over here. You're just not with me. Just Google it and watch one episode of He-Man. It changed your life. If you're going to gather around someone, gather around He-Man. But the point is this. There is a higher God who offers us grace that when we are weak, he wants to empower us. In our valley, he wants to give us strength. And all we need to do is go to him. And rally around him. The word of God. The sword of God. You know the sword is. The the tip of the sword is associated with the lips. The words. So I ask you this question. Just. We'll get into this one in a minute. Just watch what you're saying. Just watch what you're saying. Because your words will direct your life. And does it line up. To what you're thinking. And what you should think. And what Jesus says. Because it's that that will direct your life. You take the sword, you lift your hand up, you praise God, you submit to him, and he will give you the grace that you need for life. Jesus teaches, all authority has been given me. He gives it to the disciples and sends them out to minister. God wants to empower you. It takes faith. Put your faith in God and believe what he says. Second thing it takes is focus. It's no good just having faith. You've got to have focus. This year, you say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, what are you going to do? Do you know what you want to do? Do you have focus? Are you being intentional with where you want this year to go? Because if you don't, you just go everywhere. I like doing jigsaws, right? I've got a jigsaw here. Anybody like jigsaws? This is the older generation. Oh, no, that's a younger person at the back there. Thank you. This is a jigsaw Sarah bought with, for me, right? It, it's, it's, it's a jigsaw of us as a family. You know, you take your picture and you send it off to the internet. Presents. Next year, gents, are you listening? You know Christmas Eve? That's too late. A month before, family photo or someone, a photo for your cousin, auntie, get a photo on there. Sarah, brilliant idea. Right? I got this, I like doing jigsaws. But the thing is with jigsaws, you open them up, there's so many pieces. It's like, where do you start? What? Corners? Just start on the corners? Who starts on corners? 
You don't start on the corners, you yak. You start on the colours. You pick a colour, you pick a colour and you go, right, I'm going to... No. You don't start on the boring straight edges. But the point is this, listen, the point is this. When we look at our lives, there's so much stuff. To look at the world, there's so much stuff. And we can easily go, oh, I'll just sit back and freeze and not do anything. But if we focus, like a jigsaw, you say, right, what, what do I need to focus on this year? My thinking's wrong. I'm going to read Caroline Leaf. I'm going to learn to think properly. Oh yeah, that's what I'm focusing on every day. Every morning, what's my thinking? Every night, what's my thinking? That's my focus. Healthy thinking, rehabilitation. I'm going to think good. I'm going to think right. You see, what we think on, that's what we become. And if you're thinking, oh mess, you're thinking, oh negativity, you'll find negativity. Oh, I'm just focusing on negativity. I'm not on me straight edges. What am I after? Negativity. Where is it? It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. I can find negativity. I can find wrong in people. You look at them, 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 look at them. See how good I am at finding it? Yeah, because you're focusing on it. It's simple. What you focus on, you'll find. How you think, that's what you'll become. If you look for opportunities, guess what you'll find? Opportunities. When you're looking for them straight edges in that box, it becomes easier. Oh yeah, straight edge, you can see them now. Who's gone on holiday, right? And you play a game in the car. Find the red car. Every car's red. It's like, wow! Never knew this. We play this Eddie Stobart, right? Eddie Stobart. You find an Eddie Stobart, you get pinched. This is the game in the car. It's like every lorry's an Eddie Stobart. Eddie Stobart! Ah! Whoa! That's what they play in the car. Don't do it to the driver, by the way. But the point is, that that you're looking for, you'll find. Just, just look at your thoughts. How do you think? Are you looking at the negativity or the condemnation in yourself? Or are you looking at what God sees in you, of what you are in Christ? Because what you are in Christ isn't what you are or were before you met Jesus. You can be changed and transformed by the renewing of your mind, by what Christ says in his words. The spirit in you will change you so that you can become what God wants you to be. That that you focus on. Faith, it's going to take focus. And it's going to take... Sorry, follow through. You know, did you show my jigsaw? Where's my jigsaw? Yay! Right? It, it, You've got to keep doing it. You can't put it off. You can't start and go, oh, I've had enough. Especially when you get to this area here. That's my favourite. Not. I don't want to keep going. It doesn't feel good. I'm not enjoying it. It just needs to be done. You see what I'm saying? And we have days like that. You ask somebody who's seriously injured and going through rehab. They're going to have days where they just want to give up. But God says, come on, you can do it. Come on, it's just, it's just a few more pieces. If you stick with me, I'll show you. I'll increase your knowledge and your understanding. I'll give you more wisdom so you can work out how to sort this relationship out. That you ask for, you'll get. And if you persevere... You'll find it. What do you want this year? Is this making sense? You need, we need faith. We need focus, right? You've remembered that. It's a good job, else we won't get anything done. We need focus and you need follow through. Without the follow through, it won't get done. 
It's interesting when you read in that of Matthew with the teachings of prayer, he goes on to say this. In verse 12, he says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. And then he says, For this sums up the law and the prophets. So in other words, Jesus is saying this. This is the key to unlocking your asking, seeking, and knocking. If you want to see God move in your life, if you want to see your prayers answered, this is the channel of which it will work through. When you treat others like you would like to be treated. When you hear my teachings and love people like I want them to be loved. Not looking for people to love you the way you want. But they don't love me like that. That's not the point. And actually when you look at Jonah next week, I'm going to look at him. That's how he thought. He thought, them people, they were nasty to us. I'm not going to go be kind to them, God. He knew what God was like. God's compassionate, he's loving, he's patient, but he doesn't want that. He wants them dealt with in a different way. Now, that's not, the, that's not what I'm wanting you to do. God's saying, I want you to behave in a different way than what the world behaves. And this is the channel for it to work through. Go treat others as you would like to be treated. Go be kind. Go try and be a bit more understanding. If you don't understand, if you don't love, ask God for love because it lines up with what he wants you to do and you'll begin to grow in love and understanding. Ask for patience and he'll give you patience. Ask for wisdom and he'll give you wisdom if it's in the channel, if the motive in your heart is to love people like God first love does. If it's self-consumed, you know, selfish ambition, it's off the radar. Sorry, didn't want to hear that bit, did you? Is this making sense? The channel, the key for that door to be opened is when you say, I'm going to treat others like, I'm not going to treat them as I've been treated. I'm going to treat people like I would like to be treated. And I'm going to forgive people. I'm going to be kind to people. That is the channel of which it will work through. It's the will of God. So it takes faith, it takes focus, and it takes the application, which is the follow through. Has that inspired you for this year? We can all do this. You can all choose something this year. And I'm going to share a few think, things practically that you can do in a minute. But you can all do something this year and say, this is what I want to do this year. This is how I'm going to gather around Jesus. This is what I'm going to do specifically. And I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> that's when it will work. That's when you'll see and discover God work in and through your life. That's when you'll see opportunities when we begin to do this. You still with me? So my question, I finish with this, before I tell you what we're going to do practically as a church, is this, what are you seeking this year? What are you seeking? Maybe you've not thought about it. <laughs> you know what, my, my heart would be this, God, what I'm seeking this year is to know your heart. Because if I know your heart, I'll be able to channel that to other people. Not give Jesus my heart. Jesus, I want to give you my heart. No, 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 no. God, I want your heart. God, you say in Ezekiel that you will give us a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. God, give me a new heart that my heart would be soft, compassionate, tender, loving, understanding towards others. Jesus, I blinking need you this year. I'm after you, Jesus, in your heart. Not about my heart, it's about his heart. Is my heart lining up with his heart? Because if it is, I believe we'll get on board with some of these things in a second. You know, I, um, 
we like to take the dog a walk, me and Sarah, in the morning. We actually like walking, especially with lockdown. It really increased our, our walking uh, mileage. We take the dog a walk most mornings. And I went walk the other morning. But because of the dogs, we have something in common. So we talk. We don't know the owners' names. We just know the dog, right? There's, um, Sarah knows him better than me, Molly. And there's, there's, there's a lady with the husky dog. And it makes this funny noise. That's what it does. Weird as, right? It's a bit freakish when you just eat. You're like, what's that as a ghost? Right? Then there's a little shih tzu. And I'm, I don't even want to say that name. I don't know why. But, but that, there's what, them dogs, you know them dogs like you just want to clean your car with? You just, 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 them ones. The cockapoos or the whatever. I just think, I just think, I just think, when, when, when they gradually pass away, I think you can make use of them after. But anyway, sorry, sorry. I just want wipe cars with them. They're just that fluffy, right? Sorry. Come back. Sorry if I offended you, right? Here's, but there's, a, there's, a, there's that dog and there's that dog. And the woman's standing there and she says to us, Have you heard? I was like, what? Oh, all I can hear is your woo. Have you heard? I'm like, no. Look. I'm like, I can't see anything. He's like, look. And she points to the post. And on the post, there's a sign. A4. A4 sign. He says, proposal. Build 200 houses over there. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. And then she says, and they're going to have four-way traffic at the bottom of our street. I was like, oh, that's good. I'm just walking my dog. Ooh, just walking my dog. I was like, we, Sarah's like on a mission. And, and I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit more like, all right, yeah, I'm trying to listen. She's like, come on, I can see you dragging me. Puts the lead on me and off we go, right? But the point is this. I'm standing at the end of my street at half past seven in the morning. And this woman is communicating a message to me that she's passionate about, that she wants to tell me about. She's rallying people at the end of our streets about something she's concerned about. And I thought, that's interesting. And I thought, how good are we at getting around the message and not being scared to tell people about Jesus? She's walking a dog at the end of the street. She hardly knows me. And she wants to tell me something that's on her heart. And I thought, wow. It's surprising when you know something and you have a passion about something, what you're willing to communicate and who to. These are just strangers in my street who are rallying people at the end of my street with dogs to tell me about this thing that's going to happen that they're concerned about. What are you concerned about this year? Are you concerned about the things that God's concerned about? Because if you are, you'll rally around him and you'll find those people that need to hear about the four-way traffic or the houses that are going to be built that you don't want built or the people that are in bondage that are hurting the people that are lost the people that are, that are, that are, that are just lonely the people that are sad the people that are desperate for something else with no faith, no hope, no love these people, are we looking for them? are we searching for them? or are we just walking past because we've got our own agenda? she was willing to stop me and tell something she was passionate about and it made me think Wow, she's not scared. How scared am I to tell people about Jesus? Ooh. So here's some practical things I believe we can do to help us rally as a church, 
to come together, but also get on the mission with Jesus. And then I'm going to go and share some thoughts with the kids, and we're going to have a time of worship, and Sarah's going to share some things as well. So here's some things we're going to do. We're going to have prayer and worship nights. We're going to carry on doing them. We need to gather around as a group of people around Jesus, do we not? Someone believes that. Second thing, I don't know what order we've got them on. Right, so we've created a personal tracker. If you've got on your seat, you'll see, you can scan that. It's a tracker. All it is, it tells you some things you can do to put in your life to help you get focused. Reading your Bible, prayer, and these things are anonymous. So we're not asking for your name, but we will have a record of it so that we can see where our church is, the health of our church, the focus of our church, where we need to focus on more. Do we need to teach on prayer or teach on evangelism? What is it? It helps us as a church, but it will help you to focus on something this year. Does that make sense? If you haven't got a phone to scan it, if you go to the back, there's someone with a tablet and they can do it there with you. I would encourage your kids to do them as well so that they can have a focus. At the end of doing it, you can print off a PDF and you can see what you've filled in. We're going to do it three times a year and you can see how consistent are you. How is your focus and how is your follow through with some of those things? Does that make sense? It's like the couch to 5K. Right? You don't start off, right, okay, I'll start, unless you're a runner, of course. You start off on walking. You start off on doing something, a bit at a time, a step at a time. I'm going to do this. And by the end of it, you build up to doing five kilometers. It's the same thing. You just look at some things, focus on them, pick them, and follow through. Um, We're also going to look at our small groups doing some community things, um, initiatives within our communities. So rather than say, we're going to come here, this is our community, people in the small groups are going to look at their communities and what they can do to reach out to people. I like that. Okay, the order. And then we've got Alpha. Now, some people are really passionate about Alpha. Some people are like, oh, I'm not sure about bringing someone to Alpha. This is what I want to do this year. We want to do this year. We want to make Alpha bigger this year. We want to put on food for everybody to bring as many people as you can. So there's food bring a friend if you're a Christian still come to it but bring someone along have food in here so it's a relaxed environment we do it in here with food and we bring people does that make sense and now you say well I don't really know anybody well Sarah's going to share about a card here that you can fill in and begin to pray about these for these people in the next 21 days so that you are being focused intentional about people and praying for them does that make sense are you going to say something else okay So, now you may say, I'm not sure how to share the gospel or even invite someone. Well, we've thought about that as well. Because I know I struggle with it. I struggle at the end of the street with the people who don't really know and they've got a ooh going on. And I don't even want to talk to them. Well, Well, maybe there's a way of doing it. We can get better at it, okay? So what we've done is we've teamed up with, partnered with, a guy called Andy Alms. And Andy Alms is an evangelist. He runs a church down in Portsmouth, but he's an evangelist. He loves sharing the gospel. And he's put on this thing called Soul Winner Boot Camp. It's five weeks of your life investing in you. It's free. It doesn't even cost you money for him to give his time. Okay? And this is what he'll do for five weeks. For five weeks, you'll share some simple things about how to share the good news of Jesus. Good news of Jesus. Now, we're all running to this one, aren't we? 
like I said, how passionate are we about the things that God's passionate about? Because if you gather around Jesus, you'll find that he's passionate about the lost. So this is going to start on a Thursday night. Okay, you can sign up. I would love at least half of this church to go to this, to understand what the gospel is and how we could share it. It's not hard. He'll be in his house sharing some thoughts and it'll be on Zoom. You don't even have to say anything. You just go and listen to him and he'll share some thoughts about the gospel. He's also, we've got his book. Now this should be £10. We've got a deal with him. We're going to pay some as a church so you can get it for £5. That's a bargain. This is a great book to read, okay, about sharing. I'll tell you what it says. It says everything, although I don't think he knows everything, everything you need to know to lead people to Jesus. There's his book. They're on sale today at the back. If you can't afford one, come and see me and we'll give you one, right? But five pound is a great investment into you. And five weeks, it starts on the 10th of February. Mm, focus <laughs> and follow through. It's going to take something. It's only five weeks of your life. And then the last thing here at the bottom we've got is community focus. We've, um, some of you will be aware we took an offering last year and it was mainly to do with community. And we've been working on things that we can do with it. One of the things we, one of the things we want to do is create what's called a community fund. So there's an amount of money there that actually if people are in need, they can go to it and we can resource them with different things. So we're currently working with a group called Family by Family and they will refer people to it. So they can come and get up to uh, grants up to £500. You know, we can buy whatever, shopping, you know, pay their bill, whatever it is that's need to someone who we know is in desperate need. Is that okay? So it's an evangelistic tool. It's a fund there that we're creating. So I know some of you gave into that last year. I'm just making you aware what it's, what's happening with it. So we've got a community fund, which I think is great. You know, if there's people in the church that are, are struggling, you know, they can go to their small groups and we can offer support through that. And we have a fund there to help people in the church as well. Does that make sense? I think that's great. I've always wanted to have that resource there that we can help people who are in desperate need. It reminds me of Joseph when Joseph has that storehouse in Egypt and when they're in need, they go to that. I think we've got a great storehouse there that can help people when they are in need. And I think that's pretty much me done. Does that make sense? I can say any questions, but we'll probably have a lot of questions, so we won't do that now. But, um, you know, we're passionate about this this year. But unless you, that phrase comes back, that that you'll seek, you'll find. Unless you focus on something, we won't do anything. But if you choose to focus on something, put your faith in it, believe, and actually follow through on it, I believe you'll see God work in your life. You know, and I, I often feel like I'm inadequate and I can't do these things. I feel like that all the time. I feel like I can't lead a church, feel like I've just done my assignments for um, my masters, I feel, all the time self-doubt there all the time I can't do this what do you do I have to keep going back to him I can't do this I'll keep going back to him I'll keep going back to him come on and what I find is this he says you can you can do it keep keep holding that he-man sword up Paul to the power of me not grace skull let me correct you and then you'll say the same words as him I have the power 
I can do it. Church, we can do this. You know, two years ago to this week, we were 300 people gathering. You know, we were, we were growing like, and then pandemic hit and it's, you know, people struggling, whatever reason, and they're not here to judge people. They've got their reasons. But I'm, I'm not here to just say, oh, that's it with church. I'm not. I'm not giving my life to Jesus to just go, I'm believing for salvation. I'm believing for people to come. And it's not going to come with me preaching. It's going to go with you as you get sent. Like Jesus, as you gather around him, he sends you to share the good news and be aware of opportunities. That that you focus on, you will find. If you don't pray about it, if you don't look for it, you will not find it. But if you focus on it, if you pray about it, if you gather his heart in your heart, I'll guarantee you'll find people. Because someone found me. Someone was sent to me. And someone found me. And someone broke my chains. And somebody rescued me out of the pit of hell. And I stand here today and preach the gospel. If someone did it for me, they can do it for you. And you can do it for someone else. So let's be a church that gathers around Jesus this year. But let's be a church that's willing to be sent for Jesus as well. And I believe as we do that church, we're going to grow. You'll grow personally. Church will grow and we'll be in a different place, a healthier place, a church that's been through rehabilitation, a church that's thinking better, more focused outwardly, and we'll be a different place. Do you want to come on that journey with me? Scan this. Come on, do it now. Scan it. Oh, I thought you wanted to come with me. Scan it. Buy it, invest in yourself, sign up for the book camp, and let's get mobilized. This is not a cruise ship, this is a battleship. And every person has a place on the battleship, the engine room, the food, every person has a place like that jigsaw piece and it needs to be fitted in the right place. And God is calling you now, find your place, find your place. Be you, don't be anyone else. Don't try and fit to someone else. Just be you, the best you you can be and God will connect you with the people in the world that you need to get connect with. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to be scared. Just let God empower you, empower you to who you are and let him send you into this world. Light and salt, he's calling you to be. I've finished, I've preached. Come on, let's stand. Let's give Jesus some... right Jesus we want your heart Jesus we know your heart is to love Jesus we want to know your heart father forgive me when I've been lukewarm forgive me when I've been half-hearted Jesus I pray that you would do a work in me you would do a work in us this year that we would be a church that is on fire for you We would be a church that is passionate about the things that you've called us to be passionate about. That God, we will flourish in this life. We will not be held back, but we will be set free. And we will be all that you've called us to be this year. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we hold up our hands. Come on, hold up your hands. You hold up your hands and say, God, I need you this year. Holy Spirit. Not by the power of grace school, but the power of Almighty God come into their lives. Holy Spirit, empower them this year to be bold, confident, secure in who they are in you. Lord, may they never be the same this time next year because what you've done in their hearts. Because your heart is in their hearts and their heart is shining in this world. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Thank you.